Guess what? It's another anacrusic in action episode where I give you specific actionable steps you can use in your classroom to apply the things we talk about here on the anacrusic podcast. And this week we are continuing on from Tuesday's episode where we talked all about how to increase engagement in your lessons. You are listening to the anacrusic podcast episode 108. And today we are going to take a peek at truly engaging your students in the music classroom in action. and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anacrusic Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to just take a hot minute and make sure that you've, number one, checked out the brand new Anacrusic website and that you've snagged your copy of The Planning Playbook, which is my brand new guide for teaching anything and everything in the music classroom. This guide gives you a complete outline for how I teach all the concepts in my classroom, all while promoting student engagement and independent musicianship. This isn't a prescribed method or something that you can only do in a face-to-face classroom, but instead it's a flexible framework that allows you to be the best teacher musician in any scenario you might find yourself teaching music to children. Children in. To snag your free step-by-step guide complete with examples, head to anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook. Again, that's anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook, or just click the link in the show notes. All right, friends, so let's go ahead and dive right on in. Now, as I mentioned last week on the first Anacrusic in Action episode, this is truly designed to get you rocking and rolling with using these strategies in your own classroom. So by nature, these are going to be brief episodes that directly follow in, you guessed it, a sequence. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 107, that goes into detail about these three strategies we're going to talk about today, go ahead and pause this episode, go listen, and then come back back to me. So when it comes to increasing student engagement, this is a tricky thing to discuss because all of our lessons, now more than ever, are truly time-bound, situational, and especially in 2020 and soon to be 2021, always changing. So for the sake of trying to find ways to help everyone, or as many teacher musicians as possible, apply these strategies, I'm going to talk through them in an in-person learning example, as well as modified for a virtual learning example, with a pretty key takeaway at the end about those two things. But before we jump into it, let's quickly review the three different ways to spark or increase student engagement. And here's a big old reminder, it has everything to do with increasing student voice and choice. The first strategy is to ask questions, whether interpretation questions or contribution questions. The second is to give choices, whether they are teacher facilitated or teacher observed and student generated. And number three, give directives that allow for efficient pacing that are inviting, time bound and motivational. 
Let's get started by talking through one in-person first grade lesson focusing on exploring law in the learning sequence framework might look like. And if you're not sure what the learning sequence framework is, make sure you go and download that free guide I mentioned at the beginning of the episode at anacrusic.com slash planning playbook and everything will be explained to you right there. But for now, just know that these are songs, games, activities, teaching ideas, teaching strategies, or better yet, lesson segments that focus focus on exploring law. So the very first strategy, again, is to ask questions. And a big portion of my lesson flow is a block for repertoire. This is essentially a place for me to keep any songs, games, or activities I want to use with my lessons at the top of mind for my kiddos. So whether it's a familiar or a brand new song, I always include that time that will give us a chance to sing through songs and or play a game. And this is the perfect time to practice asking questions. Now, if it's a familiar song and game you are doing with your students, this is a wonderful time to ask for some contribution questions. One of my favorite games for a lot in any phase of the learning sequence framework is Pizza Pizza Daddio. And if you aren't familiar with this game, it's a ring game with a leader in the middle leading movements. Some of the words include let's jump it and some other similar non-locomotor movements. So for me, there's all these different movements in the game, even though there's a leader in the ring who's quote unquote leading, even though they're predetermined movements. So why not allow the students to rewrite the game? Having them decide on the movements to do either as a class or individually as the leader is a way for them to have a voice and choice in the lesson. If you're looking for a good way to get started with interpretation questions, teaching a new song by rote is an amazing way to do so. Particularly if it is a brand new song that students have never heard before, giving them something to listen to and for and then respond to is a great way to strengthen that active listening and engagement. So if I were teaching the song Doggy Doggy, I might ask my students to listen for what happens to the dog's bone. Then I might even ask them to put their hands on their head when I mention where the bone was stolen from. So there's a little nonverbal response that is still interpretation, which is a question that you can ask your students. So I hope that you are already sensing that none of these are earth shattering, give the kids all the control in the world yet anyway, when it comes to engaging with your lessons. It's simply taking the activities you already have planned and finding new ways to involve the students so that their interest and their engagement is peaked. So let's move on to the next strategy with the same law behavioral objective lesson in person. And the second strategy is to give choices. Now, you're probably also sensing that there is an awful lot of gray area across these different engagement strategies. But again, remember, as we talked about in the previous episode, it all depends on how things are moving along from the teacher's perspective. So when you are asking your students interpretive questions or to give contributions, there's a very specific outcome that you're looking for for in a very specific context. When we give students choices, we're still looking for that outcome, but they get to control the context that they get there. So let me explain a bit more about what I mean through an example. Another one of my basic law songs is the mill song. Now, this is a very simple song with a very simple melody that talks about grinding corn in a mill. So what I do after discussing what a mill is and how corn comes to be ground up is I have my students in three groups. Two of those groups make a concentric circle so that they can move in opposite directions, quote unquote, grinding corn. And the other group has the opportunity to play an ostinato to the text grinding corn. What is my objective for this song and game? 
Well, by singing, they are practicing the aural image for la because the melody says so la so mi over and over again. And by isolating the rhythm ti ti ta with the text grinding corn, they are reinforcing the rhythmic content of the psalm, all of which are ta's and ti ti's. So if my main objective is to reinforce the rhythm, does it matter whether they do that through speech, body percussion, or unpitched percussion instruments using that text grinding corn? And if they choose the latter two, body percussion or unpitched percussion, does it matter what that body percussion pattern is or what instrument it is that they choose to express the pattern? And can I have them vote quickly on what they might like to have those things look like? Absolutely. I can facilitate those either or choices. And then within those choices, they have even more opportunity to make decisions. Even just using speech for grinding corn, there's different ways we can do that pattern using expressive elements of music. It can be a whisper voice, grinding corn. It can be a shouting voice, a singing voice, a speaking voice. It can be quiet, loud, or with a crescendo or diminuendo. There's so many options. So you see something as simple as how can we accomplish this goal, this curricular goal, can provide a lot of opportunity for student choice and engagement that they have all kinds of buy-in for since it's their voice that makes the decision. And there are so many layers to all of this. As long as you want to keep peeling at the onion, there's always a bit more underneath. So now let's talk about the final tool for engagement, and that is student directives and pacing, those invitations that are time-bound and motivational. Remember, this isn't necessarily tied to a lesson's behavioral objective, but more about using the power of peer pressure and FOMO, and I mean that in the best way possible. Not in a way that is going to alienate any of your students, but rather gives them the motivation to keep moving and pay attention. Therefore, regardless of the objective, think about how you are bridging one section of a lesson to the next. So for example, using the same trajectory and the two lesson segments I vaguely talked through, say I was going to play Doggy Doggy in a lesson followed by the mill song. And I have decided that everyone is going to play rhythm sticks to the mill song to start. Maybe the last couple rounds of Doggy Doggy, whoever finds the bone, gets a pair of rhythm sticks to play along. And when we are playing the game, I pass out sticks while the students are singing. This gives all of those students that invitation to participate in a new way. And it's somewhat time bound because I won't pass out sticks unless we are singing the song because otherwise we need to figure out who found the bone. And it's motivational because they want to play the sticks and also because they know my classroom and my teaching and can likely anticipate that something new is coming soon. Again, this isn't earth shattering. This is something that you likely already do similarly in your music classroom, but having that specific intention behind it makes you more focused on doing these types of activities on a regular basis to increase that student motivation and engagement. Now, before we end today's episode, let's talk through how these different lesson segments can be adapted for an online meeting-based music class. Well, when it comes to the question asking strategy, the same ideas definitely apply. You can still perform Pizza Pizza Daddy-O and designate one student the leader, and you can rewrite the movements as a class to reflect their student voice and choice. And you can still use interpretive questions when teaching a new song or rhyme, giving your students something specific to listen for. 
Now, when it comes to giving students choices, it's difficult to mirror this exactly the way that I shared the mill song through a virtual classroom. We can't have concentric circles and we can't use classroom instruments, but perhaps you could change it to two groups instead of the original three, where the first comes up with non-locomotor movement so we can all still see each other to go with the melody line and the other group decides on speech, body percussion, or found instruments such as pencils or the floor for the ostinato. And last but not least, remember that the directive strategy has everything to do with giving students a peek at what is coming next. So maybe a transition in your virtual lesson has them keeping a body percussion ostinato while you sing the next activity or using those found instruments to keep a steady beat while you chant a poem but it's something that is bridging one lesson segment to the next while still priming your students for the next thing to come. So friends, there are two big takeaways that I hope you got from today's podcast. The first is that when it comes to in-person versus virtual lessons, it's always best to think of the objective and the music making experience you want to create for your students, like how I walk through the in-person teaching and then adapt as necessary or as you are able. The overall goal is to make the intention the same with as much authenticity to the way you originally conceived the lesson as possible. And secondly, which is perhaps the bigger takeaway is that the key to student engagement is to ask them to use their voices involve them in the music making, give them a chance to make decisions, even if it's seemingly small at first, because even the smallest opportunity for choice can have the biggest impact on a student musician heart. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's topic and today's Anacrusic in Action episode. Make sure to hit me up on Instagram at Ann Molesky, and I will be talking to you soon and very soon. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode is live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacoustic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.